1: That's a 2 of 10 at one point. Yep, okay. Play for 3. Boy. that's needed. We've worked that's off a couple screens to get that one. Welcome in to Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton Warriors beat the Jazz last night behind a solid defensive effort. KD still efficient. Clay just at 40% from 3. Steph struggles a little bit, but he's crawling his way back and some movement on the buyout market. All that and more coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. As I said, the Warriors beat the Jazz last night, 115 to 108, behind a mostly solid defensive effort by most of the team. Draymond was absolutely locked in, which him going up against Rudy Gobert, it's not a surprise that Draymond would be as. Locked in and, and aggressive as he was. As we all know, him and Rudy aren't the best of friends. And uh, a little beef there, even before this, this most recent Twitter emotion, crying beef, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but Draymond showed up, and you could see that from the first quarter on. He was locked in. He was ready to go. And he was just motivated. You could tell. Uh, it was pretty funny before the game. Steph, Clay, KD, they got their all-star jerseys uh, presented to them by Bob Myers. Of course, superstar GM Bob Myers. And I found it funny. Just a certain angle that it was shot at had Rudy Gobert directly in the background, you know, getting ready for the game and stuff. And it, I don't know. I thought it was funny. I'm... Mean, I guess, but it was uh, it was just a funny shot of him. Okay, so definitely something I just wanted to mention. Uh, as we all know, Rudy Gobert not an all star, and he was uh, not happy about that. Another bad start for Steph last night. Good transition again by me. Steph st- started slowly. Uh, luckily, he didn't go over. He did go two of six in the first quarter, but again, it just was not a great start for him. I mean, there's no other way around it. KD. It sure was a great start. He ended up going four or five from the field in the first, and the only miss was from three. So he was four or four from mid-range where he's just so lethal. And I know there's, you know, Warriors fans on Twitter who who bitch about him shooting mid-range shots or whatever. Sometimes it needs to be done. And when you're that good at it, you shoot him. I, 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 I absolutely agree with the three-point revolution, whatever you want to call it, that's happening in the NBA. Because, look, threes more than two. It absolutely makes sense. But if you can get two, I'll take that also. Uh, I'm not a Daryl Morey, you know, zealot. I, I disagree with it should be threes or layups, and that's it. So the fact, especially when you have three of the best mid-range shooters in the game, Steph Clay and KD, one of the things that Steph was doing last night was he just kept shooting threes when they weren't falling early, at least. He did end uh, the game going 5 of 14 from 3, which, again, isn't great, but at least they started falling a little bit. But when you're 8 of 19 from the field, that means you went, what, 3 of 5 from mid-range? Maybe shoot a few more mid-range right there. Uh, and layups, etc. I mean, it's not exclusively mid-range. But I just wanted to say, I, you know, I bounced back against some of the criticism uh, of KD going, you know, going mid-range or posting up one-on-one or anything, because sometimes... You need to, especially when Steph isn't shooting well. So, KD, incredibly efficient all night, as he has been all year. He's the best mid-range shooter by percentage in the NBA. Uh, The only two, or the next two, are LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan, who, that's their game. That's what they do. Uh, To end the first quarter, Quinn Cook had a nice ISO step-back mid-range shot that dropped and the bench went wild. I always have to mention that. I you know, again, regardless of who they get on that 15th roster spot, I need an elite bench celebrator. Cuz you know, some of the bench celebrations are good, not great. I think we can step it up. The loss of JaVale McGee, Nick Young, the bench celebrations haven't been as good as they were last year, last couple years. So and that's big. That's real big. Uh the starters ended the first, well, not ended the first, but the starters were a plus 6. In there about four or five minutes together, in the first quarter, which is good considering they were like minus thirty seven over the last two games, and part of that is the offensive rebounding that I mentioned, and the other part is you know Steph slow starts, etc. Uh, in the second, Cousins still rusty around the rim. That second unit where he's kind of running the second unit is defensively it's solid because you've got Andre Clay, Draymond, and Sean Livingston out there. Offensively. It's struggling a little bit, and that's mostly because Cousins is struggling. He's just rusty. He's just rusty. And I still expect him to knock off the rust and be better and finish better around the rim and outside. The jumpers haven't been falling like I thought they would, and he also hasn't been taking them like I thought he would. And I do expect that to change a little bit, but we will see a certain kind of scary moment, at least uh, for the initial... Initial moment, Clay gets his hand tangled in Donovan Mitchell's jersey. Gets it bent like eight different ways and has to come out of the game and was out for a solid stretch. A uh, good five five minutes of game time, I'd say, to where you're a little nervous. Uh, the, the trainer came back out before Clay did. But eventually, Clay comes back out. He's got his ring finger taped to his middle finger because he did dislocate it. And uh, he comes right back in and is fine. Good to go. Clay is one of the toughest guys in the NBA. And it's funny just because he doesn't scowl or, you know, look crazy like Russell Westbrook or something. Uh, you know, doesn't slam dunk and yell or something. People think, don't think that. But he is hands down one of the toughest guys in the NBA. Comes back in. No problem. Starts hitting shots again. The first shot was kind of off <laughs> a little bit. Uh, they were forcing it to Cousins in that second unit. Which is understandable. I do think there's a level of trying to get Cousins as many touches as possible to uh, expedite his rust, knocking off the rust, whatever. It hasn't worked out great yet, but if it it does, then fine. you, You live with it. But right now, they just kept forcing it to him. And since he wasn't getting it done, it just, it was not good. Uh, the, the second unit kind of stalled. He kind of struggled offensively and defensively, honestly. And again, like I've said, it's he's graded on a curve right now. And I don't know when we stopped doing that, but this was only his 11th game. So not incredibly worried about it, but still it, it causes uh, to cause for some ugly moments in the game. Uh, Steph continued to struggle. In the second, I think he went 2 of 5 in the second, which, you know, I guess is better than the 2 of 6 he went in the first. But he did go 2 of 5 from 3, just getting those threes up. And one of the things uh, that they did was they ran the Steph-KD pick-and-roll and that immediately got Steph a wide-open 3. And then he knocks down another wide-open 3. So, it's it's tough with Steph, and I've mentioned this, it's tough with Steph and Clay and KD. Because they can have a bad 30 minutes of a game, but they have a good five minutes and they give you a great stat line and still play well. It's just the consistency hasn't been there over the last five games for Steph. You know, I, he could be in a situation. I think the entire team is looking forward to the, the all-star break. Uh, last year, it was so clear that they were just out of it and not playing well. Uh, this year, they're playing great. They have won 16 of 17 and, you know, number one in the West, all that stuff. But I think this team could still use a a quick rest. And I think going home to Charlotte for a couple days for the All-Star festivities and then a couple days off will really uh, be nice for Steph, help him get back to to where he needs to be. The Warriors had a three-point lead at the end of the first half. They are up 47-44. And it was... uh, It was a, a game that was played at Utah's pace. And that is for the benefit of Utah, obviously. They were making the Warriors work extremely hard for their shots. Utah, not as much. Utah got a bunch of wide open threes. And I still think that's something the Warriors are going to have to work on moving forward. Because it's not good to give up wide open threes. It never is. Uh, KD was good in the first half. Efficient. He had he struggled from three, but again, that mid-range is just deadly, and he was knocking it down no problem. In the third, the Warriors came out, and like I said, the game was played at Utah's pace, and the Warriors had to work incredibly hard for any shot they wanted. I, I felt like KD didn't get enough shots when Steph is struggling and Clay can't create his own shot. I wouldn't mind seeing KD get more involved because through the third quarter, KD had only taken 15 shots. And I know that's, oh, only 15, but Steph had taken 14, Clay 10, Demarcus 10, Draymond 6. There were times where it was just like, all right, well, instead of a Draymond 3, I'd rather see KD, you know, go one-on-one. And I know we don't love that, but it's when things aren't falling, when no one's shooting efficiently besides Kevin Durant, maybe you let him do that. One of the saving graces, I guess you could say, of this game and of the entire season was Andre Iguodala. He's been playing incredibly well. I mean, great. Some of his best ball uh, for the Warriors since maybe his second year when they won that first title, or maybe the 73-win season. I don't know. He's shooting 37% from three right now on a low number uh, of sh- of threes taken, so it can fluctuate, but He hit three threes last night, which I think is the fifth time this year that he's done that. He only did it once last year. And it's such a big help, big reason why they won, because the Warriors were struggling to hit threes most of the night. They did end up going, I think, 13 of 41 for 31%. That's not very good. I've mentioned before about the way Andre's playing that look he's his, his 16 million is guaranteed next year no question no matter where he plays but he's playing like a guy that wants to make his 16 million in the Bay Area next year uh, because there's been you know talk of what what they could maybe do with that contract because it's an asset because they only have so many moves they can make but the way he's playing he's earned every penny of it this year and if he can continue to do that in the playoffs and next year, you gladly pay him the rest of the contract you you gladly keep him around. Clay had a couple of nice finishes at the rim. He had a nice stretch where he knocks down a three, goes in and finishes around uh, Derek favors and clay finishing at the rim is so much better than I could have ever imagined. I mean, I'm sure you guys have all been watching his entire career like I have. And if you remember the clay ups is what they call, were called, I think his dad came up with that where it was just a wide open r- uh, rim run. And he would damn near get a wedgie, <laughs> you know, he would clank the thing. So to, to see him with his touch around the rim, and it's been for a year or two now, but it's just, it's incredible to see, especially considering where he started from. Uh, there were two different lineups that were pretty interesting to me uh, that Steve Kerr played twice, where it was the four All-Star, well, not the four All-Stars, it was four of the All-Stars, uh, Steph, Draymond, KD, Boogie with Livingston. And I don't have the numbers on it, but they played well. It was an interesting tweak. It also, I believe it's Ethan Strauss who has coined the term for this other lineup, which is the same Steph, KD, Draymond, Boogie with McKinney that he calls the McHampton's five uh, for McKinney being in there. And I think they have something like 71 points in 16 minutes. It's an interesting move to have someone else in there for Clay, just because it allows Steph to kind of do his thing and the thing with McKinney was he's fine just sitting there spotting up, waiting for, for a pass or go try and get an offensive rebound. So it was an interesting lineup. I I, I kind of want to see more of that stuff, uh, more, I don't know, creativity with these lineups. But, you know, Steve knows a whole lot more than I do. Uh, one thing that it, it, it wasn't a, a new thing or anything like that. It's, you know, we've all seen it, but it's just incredible to see when Steph Curry is struggling that even when he's struggling he's still capable of just spectacular moments uh in a game he he had back-to-back threes last night where i swear the first one like he caught it at his knees while in his shooting motion just gets this thing off knocks it down and then comes back and hits ba- another tough three to put the warriors up 8 with 440 left and that capped off a 15 to 2 run for the warriors uh in the 4 minute stretch 4 minute 2 second stretch excuse me don't want to don't want to you know short the jazz there uh and one last thing that i noticed and i mean we all noticed because he played i think 9 minutes in the fourth did demarcus cousins was towards the end of that that fourth quarter towards the end of the stretch for cuz Steve Kerr is down there talking to Draymond about, you know, when he's gonna pull Cousins out, and Draymond says, play him, you know, let him go. Cousins played 947 in the fourth quarter by far his longest stretch uh in a quarter for the Warriors. Now he was one of seven. He wasn't great, and the one was awesome. It was an offensive rebound, put back dunk and one uh for Cuz that put them up by four. So again, he's got stuff to work on but he's been he's been fine. He hasn't been a detriment, I'll tell you that. And as far as physically, I don't think it's anything physical with him. I don't think it's because he's lingering effects from the Achilles. He looks healthy, which is a major positive. It's not as if he is coming back and struggling to move or anything like that. Like here's a throwback when Andrew Bogut first started playing for the Warriors. You could tell in that first game he was not right. You know he was not healed. He was not healthy. Demarcus Cousins is healthy now. He's just got to work on his game a little bit. But Draymond checked in for Cousins with about two twelve, well two thirteen, I guess officially left in the fourth, and uh, the rest is history. Warriors get the win 108 one oh eight. Gonna play some post game sound. A couple other little nuggets from the game as well. Coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive-thru for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness.
1: ba 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 Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Available in three colors, its thin, light design, built-in HD camera, and touchscreen turns any space into your workspace. More at surface.com/laptopgo. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. Went a little long on that game recap, but there's a lot to talk about from it. Uh, one of the things I was talking about is Demarcus Cousins and his his struggles. Uh, So far with this team. And again, it it, it hasn't been terrible. It hasn't been a detriment to the team or anything. But I want to go the other way here. If he gets it together, if he can start being that post player that they expect him to be and that he expects to be and that I'm sure he will get back to. But if he does, this team will be unstoppable. This team will be an absolute beast. And one of the things I noticed last night was they're posting them up straight up. They're not really even looking for mismatches, which is something I would look for a lot more. I would try and get him switched on a guard and let him go to work. That's when he was having success earlier this year when Sam Decker was trying to D him up and Cousins just ate his lunch multiple times. I never understood that term, ate his lunch, but he was eating lunch that was Sam Decker's, it had Sam Decker's name on it. Uh so if he can get it together in the post and find his touch around the rim and outside, this team is going to be unstoppable. Now, we'll have to wait and see. I expect it to happen. If it does, if and when it does, forget about it, right? Huh? Uh, no, but if he gets back to to what they expect, man, it's going to be a whole other weapon for the Warriors. Draymond Green, as we all know, did not make the All-Star team. Neither did Rudy Gobert. Uh, Draymond was asked about it in post-game, and he had uh, a funny answer, but I'm sure it's also true. Here's what Draymond had to say.
2: The All-Star game, but at the same time, it's kind of nice. No, i though. actually rather be on vacation. Well, I was going to say, vaca- yeah, what are you going to do, just I'm chill excited. out? excited. Yeah, yeah. i
0: going go on vacation with my family. Nice. And I haven't looked forward to a particular time period in my life so much that I have <laughs> this, this, this week coming up. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am excited about going up against you. To I'll start weakening a of grind, man. You don't want to be in forty degree Charlotte? <laughs> no, nah, I don't really want to be in Charlotte. Uh, I still could have went actually, you know. I, I could have went to Charlotte. Now nah, I didn't really want to be in Charlotte, though. I wanted to go to a beach. That's what I'm doing. Congratulations, to all All Stars. I mean, that's great. It's very comfortable. You know, it's something we all shoot for. You know, in this league, to be one of those twenty four guys didn't quite happen this year. Cool with me. Vacation coming up and I can't wait.
1: So there's Draymond on the All-Star Break, throwing a little shade at Steph's hometown also. I'm sure Steph uh heard all that. But uh, yeah, Draymond isn't too worried about missing the all-star game. He's gonna gonna be happy with the time off. As well as Steve Kerr and the coaching staff, who are ecstatic they're not coaching this game. But Draymond also played a game that night, and he played his great defense as he usually does. But he thought he was going to be knocking down shots. Here's what he had to say about uh, his game last night.
2: Well,
0: I just kind of take what the defense gives me. Uh, I wish my shot was falling. It felt great, too. I shot the shit out the ball in warmups, too. I thought I was going to cash all them things. Uh, no, I mean, you just, they're going to, every team, you got to pick something that's going to beat you. And if they're going to sag that far off, we got a lot of things that
2: we can do you, to combat that. Are you almost happy that people started springing this defensive strategy on you guys early in the season rather than if it was May and you have to Yeah. Season?
0: It shows you how serious people take the regular season. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the audio is not great, but a couple of things that were interesting that were said that I wanted to mention was Anthony Slater of The Athletic asked him about the defensive scheme that the Jazz played earlier this year that worked where they just – Completely ignored Draymond. Rudy Gobert was guarding him and just sagged off about 12 feet into the paint and just said, go ahead, shoot, we're going to leave you wide open. And Draymond, I think, well, the team, Draymond, everyone has reacted perfectly to it. And I mentioned it after the fact when they played the Rockets and the Rockets were doing something similar to this uh, with Jordan Bell. And so the Warriors just had Jordan Bell start to set screens uh, around the three-point line to where his man couldn't recover to a wide-open Steph Curry. And Draymond was doing that tonight, uh, set a couple of really smart screens, kind of played the actor role as well, where he's kind of jogging up. Uh, you know, my guy just sagged off 12 feet into the paint. Boom. It sets a big screen on uh, Rubio. Steph gets a wide, wide-open three. So the way he's reacted to it has been great. And same with the team in general. One other thing that he mentioned was, Uh, Well, Anthony Slater asked him about, you know, the fact that the Jazz had showed their hand, I guess, in the regular season, showed him this defense. And Draymond chuckled. you know, shows how serious people take the regular season, which is another good point. It's given them months to work on it and figure out how to react to it instead of it being sprung on them in the playoffs to where, look, they should still be able to figure it out. They're pros. But the bottom line is they've had, you know, two thirds of the season now to work on it and are pretty good pretty good at it but even with the success the warriors have had over their last 17 games kd thinks they can be better and i don't really disagree with him here's what kd had to say
2: well, i think we've been struggling even though we've been winning um we got some injury breaks in this run as well uh but i also like how <clears throat> we fought through a lot of different things in this run uh We shot the ball well uh, from the three-point line. Um, You know, I think we moved the basketball really well, you know, throughout this run. But uh, we need to play better. Um, I I believe that coaches, the coaches and all my teammates think the same thing. Uh, I just don't want to get too complacent with us winning. You know, we got a long ways to go.
1: He mentions that he believes that coaches and teammates feel the same way. And, yeah, it hasn't been perfect. Hasn't been perfect. They have lost one game. No, but they haven't uh, haven't played up to their standard. I'd I'd say in certain games, but it, it wasn't uh, a scathing indictment or anything. It was just things they can be better. I think they can too. I do think the All Star break is coming at a good time. But last night was a Baron Davis bobblehead night, which is awesome. I know anyone who. Uh, remembers the We Believe team. The the We Believe team holds such a special place in the heart of Warriors fans. I mean, basically because not only was it the first time they made the playoffs in a thousand years, but because of it came out of nowhere and it was just like this ragtag ragtag group of of basketball players and just this old grimy coach and, and, and Nelly. Uh, it it was the best. It was a lot of fun. And KD was asked about. Uh, we believe, and if he kind of remembers them, remembers watching them, and he had a funny, uh, funny response, at least for me, because uh, a certain someone got mentioned in it. But here's what he had to say:
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, that was the summer before I, uh, summer I got drafted, right before I got drafted, actually. And that to see the energy in that building through the TV was phenomenal, and <clears throat> that was uh, such a huge upset that you know everybody was in front of the TV everywhere I went watching those games and. Baron Davis, you know, that player is going to be remembered here in the Bay Area forever. Was that almost like an introduction to you to the Warriors? I mean, they were kind of so bad for like the decade before that? Mm, no, I've been an NBA fan for a long time before then, but um, they had some goons on that team that I really enjoyed from Baron Davis to Matt Barnes to Stephen Jackson to Biedrins to Al Harrington. They had some good players on that team, and um, so I watched them a lot, but. You know, that play, Baron Davis, was kind of the, the head of the snake here.
1: And the person I'm talking about is Beedrins. He brought up Beedrons, which is hilarious to me. Shout out B. You know, shout out Andres Beedrons. I hope he's killing it wherever he is, man. <laughs> One of the weirdest, weirdest situations I've ever seen, dude. The guy averaged a double-double for two years and then just looked like he'd never played basketball before in his life. I don't know. Shout out Beedrons. But, uh, yeah, it was a nice nice shout-out to the We Believe team from KD and a good win for the Warriors. Going to take a quick break, come back. A little buyout news happened today, uh, not for the Warriors, but might affect them tonight. And uh, league pass picks and a little bit more coming at you, coming up next you're on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. Charles D. Hamilton, what's happening? Uh, real quick, just want to mention the news of today. Ennis Cantor is signing with the Trailblazers, which is, I don't know, kind of weird. I, mm, I, I don't know where a ton of minutes are going to come from because they got Nurkic, they got Zach Collins who personally I'd play before Cantor, but maybe that's not their plan. Uh, Cantor, I doubt he'll be suiting up tonight uh, against the Warriors, but apparently the Lakers had interest in a couple other teams. Also, it's weird. These are teams that kind of have not great front court depth, but I don't think Cantor really helps it. Uh, Wasn't going to happen with the Warriors. I don't think way too much of a liability defensively. And, What he brings you offensively kind of doesn't really cancel it out. But whatever. Cantor to the Trailblazers. Kind of weird to me. But, uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? We'll see if it helps. But I will say the Blazers have done a good job of turning, you know, scraps more or less into solid players. They took Wade Baldwin and Nick Stauskas, uh, turned that into uh, Rodney Hood, and then picked up Cantor on the, the waiver wire, the, the buyout market. So I, I like how Portland's been run this this last year and a half. But has it really helped them that much? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But Cantor is a trailblazer now. So good, good for them. <laughs> good for them. League pass picks for this evening. Out of the 11 games being played, Going to have to go with, I mean, Warriors and Trailblazers is a good one, but as we know, uh, DeMarcus Cousins and Sean Livingston didn't even make the trip, so they're not going to be playing tonight. Uh, I would put that up there, but Bucks Pacers looks pretty good, except no Victor Oladipo, which kind of takes away from it also. And then there's a lot of lopsided games out there. Kings Nuggets I'm interested in. Kings are playing well. They're four games over 500. They are in the eighth seed right now. Nuggets are still damn good, but just haven't kept that, you know, one seed pace, that top of the West pace that they've been at. So I'll go Kings Nuggets, and I usually don't do this, but I'll have to go Warriors Trailblazers. Maybe throw in, maybe throw in Rockets T-Rolls. So there you go. Check those games out tonight. I will be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You
0: can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. <laughs> Peace. You are Locked On Warriors,
1: your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Hey, 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 hey.